Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. The puck drops, the puck cleared away, and the Anaheim Ducks, for just the eighth time all season, have won a hockey game in regulation. They come into D.C. and take down the Capitals. The final score, 4-2. The losing streak is at 6, all in regulation. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Dimitri Orlov and Garnet Hathaway traded to Boston. An ugly loss to Anaheim extends the losing streak to six straight. And the Rangers up next tomorrow before a long road swing. Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, February 24th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. It was an eventful day for the Capitals yesterday. A big trade with Boston, another home loss, and the team now waking up this morning in 12th place in the Eastern Conference after a 4-2 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. Just the eighth win all season for the Ducks in regulation. And while Washington finished the game with 43 shots on goal, and yes, John Gibson was excellent in goal for Anaheim, it's the same old story, Ben, for the Caps, who have now lost six straight in regulation for the first time since October 2003. Yeah, tough one at home as far as everything that was surrounding the game and you would think with Alex Ovechkin returning after his time away from the club, there was a lot of talk in the hours leading up to the game and the days leading up to this game about the potential for an emotional boost, an emotional lift and the team wanting to again put their best foot forward for their captain and hoping to feed off the energy that he would provide. And Ovechkin was noticeable, he was active, but unfortunately a lot of his teammates unable to answer the best is again they had shots in terms of volume 43 shots on goal but as far as quality looks quality opportunities can make a case those were again limited and again it was costly mistakes turnovers that ultimately came back to bite the capitals in this one and a home loss to a last place anaheim team that's a tough one if those who are on the roster still have aspirations of competing for a postseason berth. Let's talk about the trade because it's significant for several reasons. The Capitals acquired a first-round pick in 2023. This year, they're going to have two, their own, plus Boston's. A second-round pick in the 2025 draft. A third-round pick in 2024. They also get Craig Smith from the Boston Bruins. Exchange for Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway. The Capitals retaining 50% of Orlov's salary as part of the trade, which is only for the rest of this season. He was an expiring contract anyway. Losing those guys who are great to us and good in the room and good with charity work, especially Garney and all he did with first responders, there's that side of it. But it's also the first time really in the better part of 20 years the Capitals are now going to be sellers at the deadline, and they're probably not done yet either from the return that is gained, not talking about the players going out the door, but for the draft picks that they got back in return, that's a great return on two expiring contracts. I don't think Dmitry Orlov is probably back next year anyway because of term and somebody was going to want him and the money that was going to be out there for him was probably going to be too much for this team. Garnet Hathaway was probably in that same boat. This was a move to be made early while it was still available, and I thought that Brian McClellan did a fine job in doing it, not only for what you got, but the timing of it is probably what made it happen in the first place. Yeah, the uh, allotment of draft picks 
picks that they picked up, all them top three picks. You reference a first rounder, a second rounder, a third rounder. And just looking at this upcoming draft, a draft that is thought to be very strong and very deep as well, to potentially have two first rounders as they currently do for this June's draft. That's something that certainly should not be overlooked. It would be the first time since 2012 that the Capitals would have a pair of first round picks that time they used them on Tom Wilson and Philip Forsberg, but it would be the first time in some time that they've had as many as two first round picks and potentially three picks in the first two rounds. So certainly some some good draft capital right there as far as Brian McClellan is concerned. And to your point, they may very well not be done. You still have several players still in that mode of rental types, guys on expiring deals, guys with playoff experience who have been on deep runs, Stanley Cup winners who you know could potentially be attractive to teams with aspirations of deep runs. So We'll see if they continue to load up on prospects and draft capital. And as we've acknowledged, this doesn't mean it's the end of an era or anything like that. This isn't blowing it up. We're not talking about the core of the team. These are certainly key cogs, key pieces over the years, but guys who, to your point, you wonder if they would be back anyways, given their expiring deals. If they were going anyway, and a lot of them were, that's just the way it was shaking down. Even if the Capitals were winning, that would still be the fact at the end of the season. Maximize what they're worth now, and then have a lot of money to play with by the time you get to this summer. Two or fewer goals continue to haunt this team for the 10th time in the last 12 games, and for the 14th time in the last 19, the Caps failed to score more than two goals in a game. Even getting Alex Ovechkin back, as we touched on before, and certainly emotionally it was very good to have him back in the building, but with all the other events that were happening yesterday, it was the same old story. Two or fewer against an Anaheim team that gives up shots by the truckload. Yes, John Gibson was good last night, but you can't score just two goals against Anaheim. No, and it's a team that Frank's last defensively came into town allowing 4.19 goals per game coming into play, and the Capitals couldn't exploit that. They've struggled at all strengths, but they've struggled defensively at even strength, and they were leaky. Anaheim was defensively, but again, the Capitals couldn't fully take advantage or exploit that. Only the one goal at even strength. It came from Nick Jensen. It was a very nice goal. He activated. It was a nice individual effort from Jensen, but one even strength goal, and for it to come from a defenseman who hadn't scored since October, that speaks to collectively more so you look at the headliners up front and that lack of finish once again for the 10th time in 12 games, as you noted, two goals or fewer. The home struggles really starting to mount for this team. Last night's loss to Anaheim was the fifth straight loss in regulation at home, and now the Capitals just three wins in their last 13 home games. Even with the Capitals starting to look to the future after the trade with the Bruins yesterday, the team's still within striking distance of the top eight. We need more from guys that are still here that want to compete. We haven't seen enough of it lately on home ice, and it's got to start tomorrow against the Rangers. And for the guys on the team in the room, who are out on the ice, they don't care about draft picks right now. Their priority is win games and continue to creep up the standings. They are still only two points out of a playoff spot. Granted, there's so much competition around them and the other teams have games in hand, etc. But their mentality, they're pros. They want to win. They're not interested in draft picks or draft status or any of that business. So we'll see how they respond Saturday. A Rangers team coming to town having now lost three in a row and then potentially a big game if you do still have aspirations of competing for a playoff spot with Buffalo on Sunday afternoon. But it is odd, John, and it's the reality of their status, the situation, and it happens with other teams too. It's odd how you know management understandably you got to think long term as well but for players they live in the moment they want to win so we'll see what type of response they do have come Saturday against the Rangers tomorrow 
Want to share with you this morning an interview I did earlier this week with the new Caps beat writer at the Washington Post. You've seen the byline, but we haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. Here now, Roman Stubbs. He took over for Samantha Pell at the Post after the All-Star break. A little background on him, the newest beat writer following the team. Well, Roman, thanks for joining us. This has been a little bit of a jump on the fly for you coming into the Washington Post, which you were already, but on the cap speed here after the All-Star break. What's this transition been like for you? It's been pretty wild, you know, parachuting in in the middle of a season with a team that's in the middle of a playoff chase. It hasn't exactly been easy at times, but everybody around the organization has been really welcoming and all the other media members have been uh, really warm and helpful with this, and, and I've really enjoyed it. There's been some good experiences so far. I'm sure the fans thinking back to 2018 may remember you were in and around us a little bit on the way to the Cup. What have you been doing since then at the Post? What are you not doing, I guess, now that you're doing the Cap? Yeah, so I'm focused on feature writing about uh, youth sports. I, I focus on young athletes, their coaches, their parents, and, and kind of the industry at large that has really grown kind of in the youth realm with athletics. And so I've done that the past four or five years and really enjoy it. There's been times when I've been able to help out with the Capitals and, and you know be around the team and cover games and whatnot. So I'm not totally unfamiliar with it, but right now it's full caps. We'll see what happens the next couple of weeks. A little bit of background on you. You're from a long way from here. I grew up in Minnesota. You're even further than that. You're from Montana. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my home. It's where I grew up. Went to school at the University of Montana. I'm a proud Grizzly. It's a, a great journalism school. It taught me a lot and really prepared me for life at the Post, uh, which is been amazing experience. It's always cool to, to hear back from folks back from Montana and, and get to go back home a few times a year. So DC's home. I've been here 10 years now, but you know, would love to be back in Montana again at some point in the future. Just don't know when that might be. This has been a very interesting time for the Capitals since you came aboard with Alex Ovechkin leaving. He's back now. Uh, this has been a lot to cover even away from the rink. Obviously a big story with Alex. Every story is, but especially with the passing of his father here over the course of the last week or so. It's been incredible to see just the amount of stories and the impact that Mikhail Ovechkin had. And to see what kind of impact that had on the team last week was very powerful. And, you know, it's it's kind of been an amazing time to see how the organization has kind of rallied around Ovechkin. And his contributions on the ice are really important. And you've seen this team kind of reel without him. And, and so the whole storyline that's shaken out over the past week, week and a half, has definitely been interesting for from a reporter standpoint to just watch and, and definitely having him back will continue that story. Well, Roman, we appreciate you joining us here. I'm sure we'll do this again. And uh, at least Sam left you the California trip coming up yeah. here, so that's not bad. Yeah, no, get some beach time and uh, get to see, you know, my favorite part of the country, so the West Coast. You know, looking forward to seeing these arenas and, and just having these experiences. You know, last week in Raleigh with the outdoor game was so cool. And so I'm really lucky and, you know, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. That is Roman Stubbs from the Washington Post. Thanks for joining us here on Caps This Morning All Week. We will be back on Monday as the team will be heading to California after a stop in Buffalo. In the meantime, it's the Capitals and the New York Rangers tomorrow at 1. Airtime will be at 12.45 on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Ben, have yourself a great weekend, will you? Happy weekend, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cavs! 
Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.